0: Thanks for tuning in to Big Money in the 805. We've got a great show for you today. And as always, we hope to make the next 30 minutes a very good investment of your time. Today's show is brought to you by GEICO Local Office, car and homeowner's insurance for the 805. You could save up to 15%. Call Greg Mock of GEICO Local Office, 805-487-7847.
1: Michael Anderson, Chief Investment Officer at Maranatha Financial. Due to industry regulations, he will not discuss any of Maranatha's investments on this program. All opinions expressed by participants on this program are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Maranatha Financial or its affiliates. For more information, visit maranatha.com.
2: It's time for big money in the 805 with your host Michael Anderson. Bringing you a feature interview, a local nonprofit spotlight, and some financial wisdom. Get local and relevant information for the 805. For show notes and more information, go to Maranatha.com. And now, here's your host, Michael
1: Anderson.
0: And welcome to the program. We've got a wonderful show today. Tom Spence and I are here in studio and we're going to be talking about some of the stuff going on with regards to Kevin Costner it was great to have him on the program earlier here in 2018 and and it's just so nice to think about those things that he had to say though he had some some wonderful gems that he shared and I wanted to to kind of get your opinion on some of those and, and highlight a few of those thoughts see how they relate to you know to your life and my life and I think we'll have some fun Spence I
3: agree uh, the thing that got me about the interview was he obviously was here to uh, promote his concert to help victims of the Thomas Fire. But it became much more than that. The interview was so nice. It was fun. It was informative and told us a lot about the man, Kevin Costner. And it brought up some thoughts in our own lives on reflecting on what he said and having a lot of areas of agreement. So the interview not only covered uh, the Thomas Fire, but it also uh, brought us into a, a great conversation. Again, that was a big surprise to me.
0: So, Spence, now, I'm born and raised here in Ventura County. I know you're born and raised here in Ventura County. At what point in your life do you realize this is just a beautiful place to live? This is somewhere that we're just lucky to live here. It's it's a little piece of heaven, as Kevin would say. Maybe we'll jump to his clip, and we can talk about that a little bit. Let's hear what Kevin had to say about growing up in Ventura.
4: I can remember the drive to this day, going by the Dupars and Thousand Oaks, and that's the only thing that was out there, and then coming down the Conejo Grade, and then crossing the Simi fields upon fields of orchards and crops. And, and I'm wondering where my dad's taking me. We turned on the, what turned out to be the 126. We actually went through Little Sadekoy, which is a school I went to, by the way, from fourth to sixth grade. And we went through there and wound our way to even deeper, if it's possible, into the orchards of Santa Paula. And then we started... On a little highway heading up, we started mirroring a stream. I just looked at my dad, and I thought this was heaven. And we got up to Topa Lane, and he said, this is our home. It marked me. It marked me forever. All I did was run in those hills. I mean, my mom told me, she said, you know, I had to make my peace with God that he would watch over you while you're out there playing. He goes, because I could tell that I would not be able to keep you in this yard. And she was right. I was out. Something I probably wouldn't let my kids do.
0: That was my life. Isn't that special? I mean, you can hear does that does that ring true for you, Spence? I mean, having a lifestyle growing up where it's you're out riding your bike, you're out having fun running the fields, as it were. It, it it's you know, seems like a lot of, like how I grew up. Is that it, I mean is that one, how he, <laughs> he lived my life
3: and I, I lived his because we had the exact same thing. My mom used to say early in the morning on a Saturday, where are you going? Out be careful. That was the whole conversation. And she knew we could just go. And it was exactly that, just riding bikes, having fun, hiking.
0: And it was all at your porch, all at your back door. At what moment do you think you realize that, man, this is a beautiful spot in the world, Like I knew you grew up here, I grew up here. I remember coming back, I'll share mine, I remember coming back from China. I went on a trip to China in 2005, walked on the Great Wall, saw Beijing, saw uh, Shanghai, went to Xi'an in the Yangtze River, and it was just a really fun three week trip. It was beautiful, you realize how big the world is, and then you come back, you look at the coastline that we have and you say, this is amazing. We live in an amazing place. And and it, growing up here, you don't realize that. You'd almost take it for granted. And then you realize after you travel just a little bit that it's a very special place. That was a poignant moment for me where I, I really took stock and this being you know, just a wonderful place to call home, wonderful place in the world. Did you have a moment like that at all? I didn't have to go to China. I went to Pacoima.
3: Pacoima. Pacoima is where I found out exactly what you're saying because my cousin lived there. And it was nice back then. It was a sweet neighborhood. But when we went there, it was just houses and houses and houses and houses. And I'm thinking if we wanted to go out and play, what would we do? Where in Thousand Oaks, where I was raised, you went out and play was there. It was endless. There was ball fields, there was basketball, there was tennis courts, and then there was just the the great wide open and just places to go and and goof around. We, We had every single thing you would need and I saw it just from the valley not having the same access that we had to to the wild and instantly playing basketball, instantly playing baseball. It was all there for
0: us. It was good. And I guess we probably could talk more about it. And I don't know that we need to a lot right now. But I wonder how different that is today. You know, I have kids that are young that are of that age, you know, six, four and two. And the six-year-old, I don't I don't let them go across the street without me watching. You know, and that's it's a safety thing. And of course, I want to be as safe as possible. But when I was six, I don't think it was it wasn't that tight. And I just I wonder what that looks like. It's just interesting how it's different, you know, recognizing that. And I don't know what to make of it. Our market uh, was literally a quarter
3: mile from the house. And my mom used to give me like a dollar and say, "Okay, go get bread and milk. And I remember being quite young. I mean, like really young, first grade young, and i it was okay for me to just roll down the story because I could carry, I was really, really young. Wouldn't do that in a million years today. Wouldn't do it. I would not, wouldn't, no. You know, it's just like, <laughs> ask me and I will say, no way. It is totally different today.
0: So hey, let's talk about this as well. There was a part in the interview Kevin Costner was talking about uh, moving toward people, you know, that encourage you. And you can't worry about what people think of you. You can't wor- you got to you got to focus on what you got to focus on. You got to move toward people that encourage you and somehow try and find a way to move away from people that that doubt you. I thought that was an interesting remark. I want to let's play that, and then we'll talk about that.
4: Your dream can be as big as you want it. The people that tell you you can't do it, they just you know they're in between you and your dream, and you have to move away from that. You move away from the, you move to those people that find a way to encourage you, and you need to start to move away from people who begin to doubt you. And in the meantime, you have to know how to keep working. You can't you know just kind of sit, I'm not going to do anything till the. Really great thing happens to me. You just have to keep, you work, you gotta find that apricot orchard and you gotta, (laughs) you gotta go sell some apricots and you gotta do some other things and it's amazing the journey that you have by, uh, knowing how to work, but working towards finding the right environment for you. Dreams are really, really important and how you go about them.
0: It's interesting to think about that dreams don't come to you sitting still, that you have to take action. And before you take any action, if you're just sitting there, they're not going to come to you. And it's it's an interesting thought. I, I think about the things in my life that apply to me in that way. Is, is there anything that strikes you, Spence, as far as moments in time where you were wondering about the dream you know that you had ahead of you or you were wondering if people were supporting that idea what can you share in that
3: regard my breakthrough was on KNCU and Thousand Oaks 92.7 FM a little radio station there and i was having a rough time it was, uh, it was tough for me. It was my first radio job, and people were kind of goofing with me and messing around. And I was not the best record jockey. I just wasn't real good at that. And one night, we had a total failure on the air, and we literally had to turn on the mics and just start talking on a music station. And I did that for about an hour. And the next day, somebody from sales came up to me and said, that, that was great. We had no idea you could, and a little light went on. I thought, I think I shall go in this direction and it was one of those times where i realized where my strength was and it was good it was total happenstance it was a fourth of july show at the oaks mall and they pointed the fireworks in the wrong direction and we were doing a broadcast from the site and they had to realign the fireworks so they pretty much said you guys got to handle this for an hour and that was my introduction to talk radio
0: I love it. You got to handle this for an hour. Ready?
3: Ready? Go. go. And it it was just one of those things. Uh, But it was people that didn't have any faith in me at all, just saying, Well, you're the guy here. You got to do it because I was a lousy music jock. But it was like, Okay. And I just started bringing people up and talking to them and goofing around with them. and And it went rather well. Wow, that's so we cool. Had a good time. I liked it. Thank and you for pointing the fireworks in the wrong direction. <laughs> I would still be
0: playing Barry Manilow records. <laughs> well, life's funny that way, isn't it? Where mm-hmm. you don't realize what's going to be ahead of you and and what's going to catch steam and you got you got to go with it. And sometimes he mentions it too, you got to trust your intuition. You gotta move toward what you want to be doing and and people that are supporting you, moving away from people that are doubting you. The one point in my life where I think that rings the most true to me, and I think we all can relate to that at some level, but I remember after college, I was gonna move to San Francisco to live there and work there, and uh, I had a friend from college that was there, had an open room, and it's a great place to live. For someone in their young 20s that's not married, there's a lot of life happening there. I remember telling my dad about this, and he says, you know, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think you should move there. You should stay here, and uh, and and I just I don't support it. It was the only time in my life where he actually came out and said something like that to me, and for a parent to say something like that, it's always striking. But he said that, and and it was interesting because I knew just deep within me, I didn't need his approval. I wasn't sharing the information with him, asking for his approval like other times in my life where I was doing that. And, uh, and so I just, I, I let him know, I, was inform- I felt like an adult. I felt like I'm moving toward something I know I need to do. I don't need you to, you know, say that it's okay. I still, I'm gonna do this, I need to do this. And, and it was a good thing. It was a very good thing for me to kind of have a moment like that. Another thing I wanna talk about is just how worry, how sometimes we worry about what people think, or we care too much about what people think. And sometimes when we're so focused on wondering what everyone else is thinking, we're not focused in doing what we're trying to do. And he had some nice thoughts about that. When you think about how hard it is to make it in the movie business oh, like he did, you have to have some stick-to-it. You have to have some, some thick skin as well. And uh, I really liked what he shared about that. Let's listen in.
4: You're going to worry about what people think as you just try to find your own way is something that a lot of us have to shake off and it was something I had to shake off and I, and I had to come to it and it was a break it was a break from my parents, it was a break from everybody I knew, it was just kind of somehow listening to the, it was just listening to my myself and thinking I don't want to grow up saying I could have done that, I could have done this I, because in a way I always felt that, when I looked at the world I thought I could do that, when I saw something I said I could try that, I was pretty fearless and I actually scared my father who only had the one job, he felt you get a job, you hold on to it. I felt that you go till something fills your heart and your hobby
0: becomes your work. Interesting thought there, Spence. What are some opinions you have on, on that comment? There is a, a lot of risk in what he said, because for every Kevin Costner, and this
3: is the, the where the negative voice comes in, and he probably got this, there's literally the 20,000 that don't make it. And a lot of them are quite good. You know, actors that were out there and just didn't make it. How many guitar players do you know? Where He said, dude, you're pretty good, but they're not famous. And he did grab onto it, and it's the old uh, Horatio Alger, Luck, Pluck, and Virtue. And that is you work really hard. You got the pluck, which he clearly had, and you work hard at it, and then the good thing happens, and you have his career. So that's um, that took guts, took nerve, took everything, and and he did it. You know, he did it. Uh, boy, boy. Did yeah, he, he do did. It. He Academy did. Academy Awards. Uh, yeah.
0: Two of them. Everything. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's the thing, though, I find most interesting. How many other people might have made it had they stuck with it? Mm-hmm. You know, he kind of stuck with it. And he had that kind of like, I can't worry that other people are saying, have you looked at the odds? One out of 20,000 are going to make it in this. And here you are thinking it's going to be you, you know, and why are you even doing this? Like, there's so many points in life where if you listen to that message, you'll never make it. And and you might not ever make it anyway. Sure. But how long can you let the dream live? You know, how long can you feed that? And, you know, it's an interesting thought because I think in many things that are worth fighting for, that's the fight you have to fight. Yeah. Like, and how many actors make it when they're 30, make it when they're
3: 40 after trying a long time? Or do they make it when they're in their teens? You know, it's a it's a wild business. And again, he found his place and uh, made quite a few really, really good movies. But we hear this in sports. It's usually you hear this in sports, you hear this in, in those areas of creativity, writing, uh, you know books, whatever you're doing. You, you hardly ever heard about the accountant who had to persevere. Through accounting, you know they usually you you get your gig. It's more in the creative arts where you have these
0: stories. I think it's more of a you know it's more of a, a struggle there, and it's kind of you know mm-hmm. a, a, a different struggle. I think I, I think it does happen though in other careers as well where people just they stop short. They don't finish. I want to be a doctor, but yeah, they, don't, they don't school, do it. Sure. I want to go to law school. I don't do it. I want to eventually maybe I'll apply for that career job. Oh, I'm going to wait. It's not coming to you standing still. You got to take mm-hmm. action. I just like what he has to say there, and, and it's some, some really good commentary. I, I appreciate that. Hey, there's one more clip that I think we should take a listen to, and this one talks about the mistakes that you've made in your life. Let's go ahead and listen to this one.
4: My mom said, look, if you leave this alone, it's going to be the biggest mistake of your life, one of them. I've made some mistakes in my life, and that was one of them. But I came back to music, when, actually, when I was down in Hollywood, you know, in the early years of trying to become an actor, I became really Close with some musicians, and and that's how music started again for me. But then, when the movie started to go really well, I let the music stop, and it was only about 15 years ago where my wife Christine
0: encouraged me to
4: go back to music.
0: When you think of the music, he played music, and his mom says, "If you stop, it'll be you'll always you always regret that." In life, there are some things that we learn as a kid, or we want to pursue as a kid, and then we don't, and then you know, at some point, ooh, or do we ever revisit those? The question I'll throw at you, Tom, What what is something that you learned as a kid but stopped learning or stopped growing yet? Is it something, is there anything that comes to mind and is it something that you can revisit? I, I
3: would just say writing. I used to write like mad. I used to write for fun. I used to write scripts and send them to my friends randomly. And I did it a lot, like a lot, a lot. <laughs> How often? Every day. And I just sort of lost my way in that and didn't continue. And I wish I would have kept writing because I I did write frequently. Nice. And people used to say, hey, send me something else. And I used to just write really long, silly letters. And, or, you know, write, I would see a show I liked and said, hey, I wrote an episode of this show just for fun. And people would say, I think one of the things that killed me is somebody said, you got to try to sell these. You got to. Then I got into the business of it and, and it got. It got a little weird, but I I really did enjoy writing. Like when we were, just to take a little sidebar here, the postcard concept of writing a postcard once a week and doing that, uh, that would be another way just to get back into it and just write, you know, fun, silly, oddball things. Almost like, you know, like blogging and and doing that. But I I wish I would have kept writing.
0: I like that. I think that's a, that is a good one. Um, You know, I think about this and I I, I remember a moment where I wanted to, in sixth grade, and you had to learn the recorder. Oh, and it sure. was a musical instrument. Mm-hmm. And I remember being excited about this and learning the recorder and playing. And he said, I think they have another class next semester I want to do. And I want to join the band. And at the time, my older brother, and I love my older brother, great older brother. But he had his moments. And this was one of the moments where he says, you know, Mike, you don't want to join the band. Do not join the band. Because if you join the band, you're not going to be able to play sports in high school because you're going to be in the band. You don't want to do that. You don't want to stay with sports. And, uh, and I listened to him. I didn't join the band. I didn't get involved. And, and meanwhile, I kind of think about that sometimes. I was like, mm-hmm. well, that would have been fun. That would have been neat. The other thing I think about, which is a little different, but uh, it's on the mind, is just how important that physical fitness is and being active. And of course, when I was younger, I was involved in sports and and had fun playing them. And so you're moving and you have a metabolism that works. And you know, as I get a little older... And get a little more docile, I'm not moving. I'm not <laughs> you know, the body the body shows it. And your time has been taken away. When,
3: when we were youngsters, I was the same way. I was never good at any sport. I couldn't hit a barn with a shovel. But I was fit, and I, I loved running and working out. And we had, hey, wanna go work out? Sure, and go for two hours. You didn't have family responsibilities. The work responsibilities were way different. And all of that was just very carefree. And we realized, and we had fun doing it, we were working out 10 hours a week, you know, because it was our, our pastime, our hobby. And that, that got moved away too. And I, I really, really enjoyed just being around that, that culture of, of being fit and talking to the guys, you know,
0: it was fun the camaraderie. Yeah, it was good. It was,
3: it was really uh, good cause they were a bunch of jokesters. It was a, a boys club where you could just go and, yeah. and do that at the gym. That was our,
0: our release. It's so important. It good that times. really is important. Mm-hmm. It's funny how life gets in the way, isn't it? Sometimes the life gets so busy where you're either working, you're worried about working or you're got the family commitments going on. You realize you say, wait a minute. I haven't, I haven't worked out in two months. Like, I'm just eating on the go. I need to do better. This has got to be a priority. And I know it is, but I'm not making it one. I fall into that hole periodically and. It might say that I'm even in it now, but, yes. but uh, I'm filling the hole. I'm in, <laughs> unfortunately, but uh, yeah, that's 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 on mine too. Absolutely, we would love to have you go back, and you can find all of the previous episodes. Kevin Costner's full episode is on the podcast and also on the website. The podcast is Big Money in the Eight Hundred Five. You can find that on iTunes, and the website is Marinantha.com. Uh, there's a tab that just says the radio show, and you can get all of the previous episodes on there. Ma- Kevin Costner was one of the most popular, most downloaded episodes we had. It was very good to hear about his childhood, growing up in Ventura. That was a special time for him. So Marinantha.com is M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com. Check it out, and you can get all those shows there.
2: Now it's time for the Nonprofit Spotlight with your host, Michael Anderson, on Big Money in the 805.
0: Nonprofit Spotlight. Each week we highlight a local nonprofit doing good work in our community. Today's Nonprofit Spotlight is brought to you by Era Energy. Powered by safety, innovation, and community, we help keep California moving forward. Well, we've got a great event to talk to you about today. It's the West Park Community Day. It's going to be happening real soon. And in the studio, we have Anita Diaz. She's the Youth Program Coordinator for the City of Ventura. And also, we have Michelle Newell from ERA doing public affairs. Thank you, and it's nice to have you both in studio.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: So Anita, let's talk with you first. This event is the West Park Community Day takes place at the West Park Community Center. It's gonna be happening Saturday, June 2nd, from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. So I'm real excited about this event. Can you share some details to what's gonna be happening at the West Park Community Day?
1: Well, we're having a variety of things, Mike. Uh, Mainly, we wanted to emphasize programs that our residents would be interested in and also learn from and that's where ERA came into play Uh, but we'll also have an opportunity to demonstrate some of the activities that we now conduct at the center those include our sports leagues uh... zumba martial arts and fitness so those will be on display and then we'll also have um, some of our partners other than ERA come out to the site and provide information for our residents that includes the public health department food share the fire department and the police department.
0: This event is a free community event. There's going to be lunch, jolly jumper, face painting, soccer raffle, as you mentioned Zumba, a lot of fun stuff going on and and it's nice to see partners in the community getting involved as well. Michelle, I know you're going to be there. You have this STEM activity, so science, technology, engineering, math activity. Oils a big deal. We all rely on oil in a big way in our life. How is, are you going to be providing this STEM uh, event? What's that going to look like as it relates to?
1: We're really excited to, uh, we're actually going to have some hands-on activities for both parents and children and it's going to be, we're actually going to have them drill for oil, so to speak, in quotes, kind of oil drilling activities so they can understand the technology involved behind drilling, you know, drilling for oil every day and having petroleum products in our life is something that's really important. So we use them every day. So we want people to understand, one, it's not your grandpa's oil field anymore. And two, just how much work goes into actually bringing a barrel of oil out of the ground.
0: That's great. It's so important. The kids learn so well from project-based learning and hands-on education. Mm -hmm. I've seen it for years and years at Ventura College, and I think this hands-on activity is definitely the way to go. Mm-hmm. Share with us another thing in here, it talks about careers in energy and career pathways, which is a buzzword now. What are some of the careers in energy that someone might be able to get into?
1: So I, what I think was that it's important for people to know in this particular realm is that not everybody needs to be an engineer not everybody has to have a college education some people aren't built to go to college and we understand that so we have contractors and and operators and all those people that have a high school diploma and actually come in and, and earn you know five and six figure jobs so it's in the energy industry itself the the pay scale is really high so there's opportunities from every Every sort of education background, we can fill a spot, right? So um, engineers may have four-year degrees. Somebody may have a two-year degree. There's a spectrum there that I think we're just trying to showcase the fact that you can come in, you can work in this industry if you have the drive and the willingness to compete and, and, and do your best.
0: So there's going to be a lot of great stuff happening at the West Park Community Day. It's taking place Saturday, June 2nd from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. And that's going to be happening at West Park Community Center, which is 450 West Harrison here in Ventura. We'd like to invite everybody to come and join us. You can get more information about this event. Go to the website, which is cityofventura.net. You can also go on Facebook and look up the West Park Community Center. Thank you so much for being on the program today.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: What's in the news? This segment is brought to you by Spanish Hills Country Club. Taste the Elegance. Golf, athletic, and social memberships. Visit SpanishHillsCC.com or call Cindy, 805-388-5000. We have Tim Gallagher on the phone, former editor for the Ventura County Star. He's our news correspondent. Tim, how are you today, sir?
2: Doing well, Michael. How about yourself?
0: Doing great. Doing wonderful. Looking forward to hearing about what's in the news. What do you got for us today?
2: Well, this week, the story in Ventura County is we're all going to pot, or that is, we're all going to pot r- regulation. Um, you know, as you know, the cannabis for medical purposes and with some recreational purposes become legal in the state, and the cities without, throughout our county are trying to figure out just how they're going to regulate it and, Mike, how they're going to tax it. So three city councils this week, Thousand Oaks, Kinney Valley, and Fillmore, have uh, tried to put issues on the ballot in November, asking the voters uh, if we do this, if we allow cannabis, how much should we tax it and how should we regulate it? As you know from the other states that went and did this early, uh, pot's a big moneymaker. So there will be a lot, there's a lot of stake here.
0: That's interesting. That is something to watch. And, and certainly in other states that are doing it, we're seeing them um, benefit from that tax revenue. We will continue to watch that. And what yeah. else you got for us today, Tim?
2: Big news this week, too, is we had the governor in town with Assemblywoman Jackie Irwin, and uh, they've committed $68 million from that SB1 money to build the bridge overpass on right over Fifth Street. As you know uh, from the reporting that's been done, there's probably been half a dozen serious accidents there in the last couple of years where people, you know, the marking, the, the railroad crossing has not marked very clearly, and people have driven their cars straight down the uh, railroad tracks, and one case recently, a man lost his life, In other cases, is a, planes that come off and the tracks and an engineer lost his life. So, this is a good thing and a a good use of our tax dollars to avoid a pretty dangerous situation in the county.
0: Yeah, and I understand that was 100% fully committed with the funds, it which is kind of rare to have that amount of funding. So, Jackie Irwin did a wonderful job getting that squared away. And that's what's in the news with Tim Gallagher. You can learn more at the 2020network.com. Tim, thanks so much for being on.
2: All right, Mike. Talk to you
0: soon. Well, that does it for our show today. Thanks for tuning in to Big Money in the 805. Special thanks to the team at Boyd & Associates providing home security to Southern California and also Greg Mock from GEICO Local Office. If you have questions about the show or questions about your financial matters, you can always contact me at Marinantha.com. That's M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com or give me a call at 805-665-3767. Thanks for listening. Have a great week and join us again next time. Hi, this is Michael Anderson, certified financial planner. I've dedicated the past 12 years to researching different investment ideas. There are no guarantees when investing, but with a little help, you can find the right approach. I have built allocationlink.com specifically for you. Allocationlink.com is investment management made simple, smart, and low cost. Allocationlink.com can have your account set up in less than 10 minutes. Please visit allocationlink.com to learn more, or you can leave me a message at 805-665-3767. Do you ever question if your investments are right for you? Do you own any annuities, retirement
3: accounts, or have other money you want help with? Have you ever wondered what your advisor is making or how they get paid? Get a free second opinion. Talk with Michael Anderson, Certified Financial Planner. Call his answering service today. 805-665-3767. Leave a message and get a call back immediately. 805-665-3767.